Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Scandrick. The Cowboys improve to 2-3 and three on the season with the win over the Giants yesterday, but that's not what everybody's talking about, Orlando. They're talking about the injury to Dak Prescott. Devastating broken ankle or broken compound fracture, dislocated ankle. I'm not a doctor, uh, but it's it was very gruesome, very bad. Dak Prescott's out for the year. Uh, your initial thoughts on, on the game and and the Cowboys losing Dak? Um, I was, losing Dak was, that was, was a hard sight to watch. Um, the compound fracture on a dislocated, the dislocation of the ankle. The good thing about that is the Cowboys have phenomenal doctors, Dr. Coop, which is Stan Cooper, which is their head physician. Uh, he's phenomenal. He repaired my ACL, MCL, medial meniscus. I went on to play multiple seasons after that. I think Dak will be fine. Um, you just feel for him. You know, he was having a phenomenal year. I look at this as a blessing and a curse for Dak. Um, his first five games or four and a half games or four games and three quarters, whatever you want to call it. He showed you what he really meant to the Dallas Cowboys. I always talked, even I talked publicly, I talked privately about the intangibles that Zach has and his intangibles are some things that, you know, you can't even see on paper, his leadership, um, his grit, his toughness, his demeanor. Uh, I think that they're going to put the Cowboys in a tough situation. Um, I look for Dak to command a contract in the range of five years, 200 million at the minimum. And the tough part about the Cowboys is that Dak's going to be healthy in six months and you're going to have to make a decision on what you're going to do. I don't think that franchising him um, is the right thing to do again. I think you're going to be in a very, very tough situation from a physical situation and you're going to be in a tough situation of what you're setting as your precedent for the younger players in the locker room who you're going to look to lock down to contracts at to contract extensions at some point. So I look for the Cowboys to, you know, get something done, get them a nice contract, make them the highest paid player in NFL history. And then this would be a great story. I look for Dak to win comeback player of the year 2021. Yeah, well, I, 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 if he is healthy, there's no doubt in my mind that that's probably going to happen. And and I, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be. I mean, again, uh, if Alex Smith is back and playing and his his knee and, and all that was much more devastating, we've seen a lot of guys come back from this exact injury uh, and, and play well. I wonder how it affects his game in the long run, you know, and you mentioned to me before the call is, you know, they're not paying him for his legs. They're paying him for his arm. But that was certainly an added bonus to his game. Yeah, but Dak scrambles to pass. He doesn't scramble to run. He can make plays with his feet. But, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks can make plays with their feet when you're, you're, you're basically going against 300-pound, 300, 280-pound 300 defense alignment. Um, Tom Brady tore his ACL. Drew Brees tore his rotator cuff. Uh, Peyton Manning's neck. The injuries are a part of the game. And I think we all get – we all just get – overreactive for injuries. Injuries are a part of the game. I think that you will have much rather see him hurt himself right now than hurt himself 
in the middle of that $200 million contract that he's going to receive. And he's got to be healthy. I don't, I see no reason why he's not healthy. Look what Jalen Smith went through. Jalen Smith went through nerve damage where he couldn't even raise his foot. He's back out there playing. That's got to be fine. There's this is 2020. The medical treatment is phenomenal. The Dallas Cowboys doctors is phenomenal. The lead rehab trainer there, Britt Brown, my dear friend, like a father figure to me is phenomenal. And Dak will be ready to play. The ball is going to be in, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, Todd France, and Dax Court to figure out how they're going to get something going to make him the long time, the long term face of the franchise. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, and Orlando, I, 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 th- I think that the, I mean, of course, the contract thing looms large, and I've heard a lot of things that the the franchise tag is antiquated, needs to go, and the Cowboys should have done this, uh, you know, two years ago, and 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 we've we've rehashed that before this injury over and over and over again. Now this certainly puts a different layer on it, but I just don't see in my mind the Cowboys deciding, well, he's hurt, let's move on. I mean, uh, if if they if they even you know, the nuclear option would be them moving on from him. Somebody else is going to sign him. And then you're back where you started a few years ago without a quarterback. You know, it's, well, I don't know when a few years ago they didn't have well, a guess, quarterback. But I mean, I guess, I guess I say a few years ago, it's been a long time since they have not had a quarterback between Tony Romo and Dak pre Tony Romo, where you're, you're kind of going through the, the merry-go-round of, of veteran castoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, let, but let's just look at the realism of the situation. There's sports and there's business. It, it has to make sense for both sides. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, there was a final offer submitted by Jerry and Steven. Dak opted not to sign it. He opted to bet on himself. And I have a hard time believing that Dak Prescott and Todd France don't have some type of Lloyds of London insurance policy in place for loss of for, for, for loss of for loss of value or loss of being able to ever play again. Like I have a hard time that, that those, I, I remember when I was in the last year of my contract, I had an insurance policy in place. You know, you get a contract offer, you take it to Lloyd's of London. You say, Hey, this is what I was offered. This is what my, my worth is. I'm going to not going to take it. I'm going to insure myself. You pay the ridiculously high premium and you move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, it's been reported that he has one of those. Uh, and again, I don't know. I'm absolutely sure he would. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, if yeah. you have insurance on your home, if you have insurance on your car, why wouldn't you put insurance? You have life insurance. Why wouldn't you put insurance on your career? Oh, yeah. When you had a hundred $150 million offer. Yeah. But just, I think at the end of all this, Dak is still going. I don't think this is going to affect Dak being a cowboy long term as much as the outside world would. I think not, not at all. And I wish everyone would stop comparing his injury to Alex Smith. Alex Smith was in his mid thirties when he got injured. Alex Smith's injury was very complicating because it was his shin. It was multiple things. Stack has a dislocated ankle. People dislocate their ankle all the time. Paul George hurt himself in his early twenties. He missed some time. That's four to six months. That will be fine. And if you want, if you do the math, you say November, December, January, February, it's four. March, April, he'll be fine before the draft. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think 
Yeah, and I think part of it is, you know, we get emotional as fans, as people who observe watching things from the outside. And, you know, oh, my gosh, the, the Cowboys. I, I, saw, I saw Jason Hatcher uh, do a video, uh, you know, former Cowboys defense tackle. You know Jason. Uh, do a video saying it was unconscionable letting him get on the field without a, without a long-term contract. But you've... Absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how the hell, first of all, you count... And I love Jason Hatcher. You don't ever count someone else's money. Second of all, $31 million is life-changing money. <laughs> Who wouldn't go on the field for $31 million? <laughs> like, I think as fans, as athletes, we lose perspective of life. $31 million. Some people don't make $31 million in a lifetime. Some people's family don't make $30 million, $31 million in a lifetime. So why would you not? Why would you not? Orlando, why would you not? Orlando, I might let you hit me with a car for $31 million. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, if I could reasonably, if you could let me wear like a helmet and maybe some pads or something, and, you know, we agree on a speed that I would make it, I think $31 million would be doable. I, I wow. you know. Why, why would you not step on a field for $31 million? Explain yeah. that. $31 million with potential upside. Yeah. So were you just supposed to sit out during COVID? and not play and just sit around. This is a guy that has phenomenal grip, phenomenal strength. He opened up about battling depression. He lost his brother to suicide in the off season. He's already lost his mother. So for him, it's just about just honoring his family name, honoring his family. And then you you look and you say, okay, they're going to pay me $31,409,000 for 16 weeks of work. All right. The most that I've ever made in a season with the Dallas Cowboys is two million one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. But what's what? Where's the disconnect? Yeah, it sounds like fifteen times as much money as he's ever made. Where's the disconnect? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I, I I get it. I totally do. I, I understand. I, I'm there. All right, let's get into some of the nuts nuts and bolts of this game. Um, I wondered with the worst offense in the league playing the worst defense in the league, which one would show to be worse? And for my money, it's the worst defense in the league. Couldn't stop the worst offense in the league for 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 whatever reasons that we've gone over and over and over again. What did you think about the defense this week? Even though they did, you know, they scored on a, a defensive touchdown. Anthony Brown came back and contributed, but still, lots of receivers running wide open all the time. Oh man, Dallas's defense is hellacious. Um, that game to me came down to just mistakes. Mm-hmm. Giants made some mistakes. You can tell that they're not at all, at all where they want to be. I think Joe Judge is going to be a good coach. I look for him to be one of the more successful Patriots castoffs just because he was a special teams coach. Special teams understand offense, defense, how to put together a team from a special teams point. You know, he knows when and when not. They called a great fake field goal that they just, they're just not disciplined enough that they don't execute it. Mm -hmm. I I think Garrett, called some some good plays. I think, you know, you've seen a touchdown call back. I think they're just making making plays that bad young teams make. Um, Dallas, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it was a great sight to see DeMarcus, you know, have a good game. It was a great sight to see Everson Griffin get some push and have a good game. I think that, you know, still – Still, from a schematically point, Dallas can't stop the run. They can't stop anybody. And they're going to have a tough, tough time next week against this mobile Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake. And I think, you know, I look to see them being another shootout this upcoming week. 
Well, and and things will change. You know, I think Andy Dalton uh, is it's the best backup they've they've had in a long. I mean, maybe since having Rodney Pete in the Super Bowl era, Steve Berline in that time. I mean, they've completely disagree. You do? Well, one, they had Tony Romo as the backup. Okay. Well, I, I guess I've graduated him to, two, to a different two level. At, two, two at another point, they had Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe as their backup. Mm-hmm. Three at another point, they've had Kyle Orton as their backup. You think Orton, Orton is better than, than Dalton? Orton has successful years in Chicago. Yeah. Orton has successful years in Denver. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything special in Andy Dalton. Well, I mean, what did Andy Dalton ever do? I mean, he's gotten to the Bengals in the playoffs six times. I mean, he has a, and he's never won a playoff games and yeah. the Bengals were in a terrible division. Do you want to do a rundown of what that division looked like at the time? <laughs> the, the Browns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Steelers, the Steelers who he rarely ever beat. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. The Ravens, who were up and down without a quarterback, they were in the they were in the in between stages of you know when the Flacco era, where they their offense was kind of good, then Flacco was getting hurt, then they were in the era of they had no defense and Ray was retiring, and yeah, Andy Dalton did make the did get the Bengals to the playoffs, but he also was a guy that led the team that ended up with the number one pick in the draft last year. Yes, very true. I mean, I. I would say he's, I guess, in the in the recent past, he's still the I mean, most accomplished that they've had. I mean, and, he's a backup for a reason. He's yeah. on the street for a reason. He didn't get a chance to compete for a job for a reason. And I mean, I don't, he's, I don't, I don't remember Andy Dalton ever doing anything special. Yeah. So you don't. All right. How do you think that'll affect the overall offense? They still have the weapons around I him. I just think that their Dak made a lot of plays, being mm-hmm. able to scramble a lot of things with his feet. Andy Dog does not have that ability. No. Okay, and- now you can say you can say let's change the philosophy and let's lean on the running game. All right. Well, we're going to lean on the running game. With we'll start right to left. We're going to lean on the running lane with our right tackle being a uh, steal. Okay. Then we're going to lean on the running game with our guard being Zach Martin, who's still great. And then, okay, and then we're going to lean on the running game with a rookie center. And now we're going to lean on the running game with our left guard, Connor Williams. And then, you know, we're going to get this great push with Brandon Knight. The, the Cowboys are in trouble. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't look – I don't think they win more than seven games. No, and, and that might just be a function of the fact that the division is equally terrible. You know. Yeah, but I don't – they, I, I love them to win the division before, but now I think they're looking at an uphill battle. Oh yeah, a dark horse to win the division with Alex Smith coming back, everything that he's been through, him being able to protect the ball, them having, you know, a decent O line and, you know, a good young receiver in McLaurin, some good young runners, and just having a ridiculous front four led by Kerrigan, led by Chase Young, led by Jonathan Allen, led by Deron Payne. I think that, you know, when it comes down to it and it comes down to November and December football, you're gonna have to be able to block those guys. And if you aren't gonna be able to block those guys, it doesn't matter what weapons you have. No. And you know, they uh their offensive line, you know, was not playing well anyway. I mean it's by its previous standards. And then they lost, you know, one of their best players. So it's right now it's it's Zach Martin and four dudes. 
It's what it is right now. Joe Luna coming back will certainly help, but that's still a couple of weeks away. And you know they've they've got they've got a they've got to keep pace on offense with. Which, you know, with Arizona next week, that's a team that even when they lose, they're going to score some points. So uh, you're I mean, looking at shootouts a, all the way down. They got, they got a quarterback that can just, you know, beat you with his feet, beat you with his arm. That's that's going to be a tough situation. Um, they got a receiver that is going to catch eight to ten balls every game. I think the best thing that they may have worked on him is I think that Arizona had an injury to Chandler Jones, which is their best, best rusher. But Arizona still got still got some some great great players. They got some got some really really good players. Yeah, uh, defensively. Again, they, they scored the defensive touchdown. Anthony Brown is back. That's certainly going to help having veterans in the secondary. But uh, I heard during the radio broadcast yesterday, Christy Scales, they went down to a sideline report with her, and she said that the defensive linemen were very confused on who was supposed to be in when, what their rotations were. Mike Nolan had moved down to the sideline from the booth. I don't know what that's supposed to change, but you know maybe it was going to help. I mean, that sounds like a, like, I guess we'll try this move. But the defense... Their defense is terrible. Yeah. Um, they they play they play eight to nine defensive backs. It looks like Pop Warner out there. It almost looks like it's your series. It's your series. It's your series. Sometimes I'm very confused. I was, I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, who's out there? And I remember in our better years when it was me, Terrence, Mike, never came off the field. Then you move on. Me, Brandon, Mo. Ne- unless one of us was injured, we never we never came off the field. Yeah, I don't understand how you you just rotate you, you rotate defensive backs, defensive linemen. Okay, I get it, but defensive backs. Well, yeah, you guys are supposed to be able to 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 run with it. I mean, run all day. That's defensive backs is not a rotative position. No, defensive linemen. Yeah, when you're leaning on another, when you're leaning on a big guy the whole time, absolutely. But defensive backs, no, I don't see it. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I, I don't that I don't understand what they're going like. You know, again, I, like you look if you look play to play defense, you know, alignment to alignment. It's not like they're playing bringing in guys to play matchups or something. Or this is a third down guy. This is that. I mean, they're just wholesale changing all the time. And the defense, the the players are confused. Yeah, I have no, no idea what they're doing. Um, the good thing is, is I remember when Wade got fired, um, and we had. You know, we were off to a bad season. The good thing is you're going to see now who plays hard, who wants to be a part of this organization for a long time, and who are the guys you need to get rid of because, you know, the pressure is kind of going to be off. You know, uh, obviously their goals are still remain the same, but let's just be realistic. The goals aren't really the same. But you're going to get to find out now, like, who's a player and who's not. So what is, you know, when you lose the uh, the quarterback for the season, because you went through it losing Romo, is that like, you can say next man up and we're, you know, we have all the faith in the world and Andy Dalton and everything, but you know that Andy Dalton is not as good as Dak. If Andy Dalton was as good as Dak, you wouldn't have him on the roster. You just said that earlier. So, I mean, but for me, I don't, I don't, what were the goals before? They can't stop a nose lead. Yeah. And they lead the league in turnover margin. Yeah, the, yeah, I, I don't know. The, this this is a team that's going to struggle to be five hundred. Was going to struggle to be five hundred. Struggle to anyway. be five hundred. Yeah, gonna struggle to win seven games. Yeah, I mean, I like they were going to struggle to be five hundred anyway. In my estimation, yeah. with that yeah, defense. So now, yeah. without without you know your leader in offense, you know, struggle to struggle to get one game under five hundred is is really what I'm thinking. You know, I, I like they're, they're two and they're two and three right now. I think you take it week by week. 
you know, you just try and get better. You try to play good complimentary football, something that they have not played all season. But disorganization from the coaching staff at this point, as you're five games in off season, notwithstanding, you should you should be organized by now, shouldn't you? I mean, I think the coaches had a chance to meet by the coaches were able to meet by Zoom. Um, just organization from the coaching staff is that's it's disturbing, very it, disturbing. Yeah, it, bo- it bothered me a lot when I heard that. I was like, all right, look, I get that. You know, you may not be calling the right defense or it might not be the right scheme for the players that you have or, you know, maybe some guys aren't as good as you thought that they were anymore or somebody's a step slower. All that stuff factors in all the time. But the fact that you're in the fifth game of the year, not the first after all this with no preseason, which to me was an excuse for the first game, but not knowing like who's supposed to be in when and, you know, should I be out? Should I come in and running all these guys through? I mean, to me, I I, I said this before, they were were poorly coached, poorly coached. Mike Nolan wasn't the guy. It's just going to give them a chance to evaluate everybody. You know, the expectations are a little bit down and, you know, I really, really look forward to seeing, you know, who turns out to play hard, who turns out to be a good player in the long run. And things like that, you know. I feel, I feel, I feel for the Cowboys, I feel for the Jones family. I know how bad they want to win. It just sucks, you know. And I think hopefully you can get something, some good comes out of this in the long run. Yeah. Well, when do you? When is we we talked about Mike Nolan being a bad fit last week and a bad hire? When is Mike McCarthy a bad hire? How do you? How when do you know that? I think you give him another season yeah. from a fiscal from a from a from a fiscal standpoint, it ain't even feasible to even think about yeah, letting him go right now. Um, I think you give him another year. I think he worked well with Dak. Um, the problem is when you're going to sign your, con- your your quarterback to a long term extension like this, um, you eventually you have to think that you're drafting these players. You don't want to for these guys to come up in a losing environment. So I think you give them another year, you know, with some of these younger players like the C- like CD Lamb and, you know, even some of these young these young like tackles like Brandon Knight, even Steel. Steel's gonna turn out well, he's gonna have a great experience and at, at worst he's gonna turn out to be a swing tackle. And then you got guys like Trayvon Diggs who you wanna he comes from a winning mentality. So you don't want to let these guys think get an average or a losing mentality. So I think you give McCarthy another year and you see, you know, the improvement and you let him get a full healthy year with Dak Prescott. All right, I have another I have a question for you on the Giants as a former defensive back yourself. Uh, at the end of the first half, they were playing so far back. And to me, that just kind of played into the Cowboys' hands. Why would you do that at that point in the game, knowing that you could go into half with a lead? I think that when you're going into the to half, you think your your first thought is, in a two-minute drill, you don't really start playing tight defense until you cross the 50. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a deep, a deep pass interference, a deep pass only hurts you. I think once you get around that 50-yard area, you start tightening down your defense because you don't want to let them get into – the field goal area, which, you know, you normally, you normally know during the week, okay, this other team's field goal kicker is good from 55. He's good from 57. He's only, he's not a good long kicker. Well, I mean, but they still did it then. Like, <laughs> I, I like, oh, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think that's just the lack of players. Like, why do you get beat? Why do you, how does Lewis get beat for a deep ball at the end of the game? Like how? Yeah. He was totally out of position. He looked totally lost. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. They, they just, I, I'm, I'm watching and I watched this game and it was just like, this is where defense goes to die here. It just, it was not good. And I don't know. I, I was very curious. I even had somebody call me and said, will you ask Orlando this? <laughs> because I don't know why they're doing it. Like then from the Giants standpoint, on the Cowboys standpoint, we haven't figured out what they're even trying to do yet. If they're yeah, I think the Giants, the Giants are in desperate need of one more defensive back. I think Bradbury has been a great addition. He played solid. Um, they're playing a guy in Lewis who I was with, who's on, I believe he's on practice squad when I was in Philadelphia. He he's a good guy. He's just a little bit physically limited. I um, mean, just to, for him to be in that situation at the end to essentially, you know, you give up anything at that point except for a deep pass. Well, yeah, and uh, had. Honestly, had it not been so close to the sideline, he might have gotten straight burnt for a touchdown. I mean, <laughs> I think he was just, I think he was just, just out of place. Yeah. On the, on the deep part. He was just completely out of place. Yeah. All right, Orlando. Thanks a lot. As always, Orlando Skandrick, former Cowboys cornerback. I'm Paul Catalina. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Entertainment Network, the network for professional podcasters, brought to you by betonline.ag. We're back uh, at the end of the week with a preview of the Cardinals, which uh, Orlando, I think, is still going to be another doozy of an opponent for the Cowboys. We talked about it earlier. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, King and Drake, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. Weapons, weapons, weapons. Yes, sir. (laughs) They have a ton of them. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. See you on Friday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.